It's National Auto Care's Fixed Ops 5, an APCO holding brand podcast. Powered by passion with your host, Corey Smith. Welcome to Fixed Ops 5. I'm your host, Corey Smith, National Fixed Operations Training Manager with National Auto Care. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Trevor Houston. Trevor, welcome to Fixed Ops 5. Hey, appreciate you having me. Man, I'm looking forward to talking to you. So I've been following your journey for quite a while. We have a, a mutual friend in, in Vito who uh, you know talks very highly of you. Um, Vito, love him, man. Yeah, that's, my, we, that's my dude. That, that love Vito. Yeah, I do too. The minute I met him, I was like, you and I have been friends for a long time, even though we've only met each other for 30 seconds. You're my <laughs> people, right? I, I love Vito. Great guy. Will do anything he can for you. Um, so I'm glad he connected us because again, I've been following your journey for, for quite a while and big fan, right? Love what you talk about. Um, but for those that don't know who you are, could you just take a minute and walk our audience through the journey of, of Trevor, you know, what got you into the business? What are you doing now? And then we'll kind of go and, and talk about, you know, with this podcast, we're going to go into pre pandemic, going to talk about future state of 2024 and what your feelings are on it. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, I appreciate that. Um, Before I get started, though, uh, tell me a little bit more about where you want me to start on the journey. Okay. Because my, (laughs) my story, I mean, it's, it goes pretty deep all the way back to, you know, hell when I was, you know, running crazy as a teenager, getting in a bunch of trouble. So tell me what you saw uh, you know, online or through my content that you really want me to dig into. And I'd, I'd be more than glad to, to really um, shine some light on it. I think let's dig into what got you into the business, right? Into and financial services. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, it was auto industry before that previously and uh, you know, spent some time in the auto industry. Uh, we, we talked about Vito, you know, he was the instrumental part of, my success. If it wasn't for that guy, you know, I mean, he was putting deals together, you know what I mean? So, and I trusted him and leaned on him for, for mentorship and guidance. And he's just a, a big part of my journey. And so I I started making uh, money pretty early on uh, in my early twenties, making 150 K a year in the auto industry, you know, growing up, I didn't have him. I didn't have any money. Uh, I grew up very, very, very poor in extreme poverty Um, and so I'm like in my early twenties and I, I got all this money. I'm making more than anybody I knew. And I mean, making more than my parents and you know, all that. And I'm like, I felt like I had a responsibility and I didn't want to blow it. And honestly, a lot of that was coming from a scarcity mindset because I grew up in poverty. So I still had somewhat of a scarcity mindset. Um, I thought the car business was the best I could ever do because, man, I'm like, man, 150K a year. And again, I'm making more than anybody I knew. Mm. And uh, so I knew I had to do something with it. And I knew how to earn the money. I knew how to work hard to earn it. Right. And I knew how to save it. My father taught me how to save, but I didn't know how to multiply my money. Okay. And I remember being in the auto industry and like sitting on a stacks of cash, you know what I mean? Like I had lots of cash and uh, 
there was a, a finance uh, director. His name was Brian Craig, and he had actually had just left and went into financial services. And so he kept coming in and talking to me and we were having conversations. And so I sought out guidance and I got a financial professional to help me, you know, and I was like, hey, let's let's put this to put this thing together. I need to multiply this money. I don't need to just sit on it. Right. So we start working together. Right. And um, he saw how successful I was in the auto industry. And again, that was where his background was. So he knew he knew the auto industry. He was like, man, you're really good. And so he kept trying to recruit me year after year after year after year. And I told him no, probably like three years in a row. Right. But when you're in the auto industry and you keep hitting that glass ceiling. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was their top producer. I kept hitting the glass ceiling. They didn't want to promote me for multiple reasons. I was young. I was a, I was probably arrogant. I was probably, you know, I was just a mover and shaker, right? And I, I think some people were probably threatened by that. Some people, uh, I think the GM didn't want to lose the best salesperson, different things like that. But politics was keeping me from moving to that next level, right? Okay? Regardless of the reasoning behind it, somebody else was in charge of whether or not I could move up, right? Somebody had to unlock that door in order for me to move up. And I remember finally, after hitting that glass ceiling enough times, I went and finally talked to Brian, my financial advisor. And I said, okay, let me hear you out. Let me hear what you got. I was finally open-minded to it, <laughs> right? Because I was so close-minded. I was like, no, this is the best job I'll ever have. Anyway, I talked to him. He told me it's more entrepreneurial. You know, you own your business, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, I liked that. I wanted, I was ready now for, to be able to have control over my destiny and not let anyone else, you know, be able to say whether or not they thought I was ready to move up, you know? So, um, it was so funny. This is an interesting story. You're like this. <laughs> so I had that conversation with Brian and I go back to uh, the dealership. Vito just quit. Oh no. And I'm like, no way. Vito had been there forever. I looked up to this guy so much and he just quit. And I'm like, what just happened? Because Vito had he he was the finance director. I mean, that guy was making some serious bucks, okay. And he'd been there forever. And I'm like, what is going on? That was a big one. That was a big red flag when that happened when he left. And I'm like, okay. And through him leaving, some people got shifted around and things like that. And it actually opened an opportunity that I had wanted for a long time. And those opportunities don't open up that often in the car business. When when somebody's in management or in uh, you know finance or what have you, they usually stay there. Okay. So finally this opportunity opens up. So now I'm conflicted. I was already one foot out the door. Right. And I go talk to the GM and I'm like, Hey, I see this opportunities come up now. So, well, you know, I know a couple of years ago, we talked about it. It wasn't a good fit then. So I'm curious, you know, what your thoughts are now. What are your thoughts on me in that role now? 
And uh, he looked at me dead in the eyes and he said, well, that's the good news is I don't have to make a decision today. I've got 90 days to make a decision. And I said, wow, okay. If uh, I said, that's a shame because if you don't know after six years, you're not going to know after 90 days. So here's my two weeks notice. <laughs> like he wanted me to dance for him for 90 days. He wanted me to be a puppet and dance for him for 90 days. Like that's what kind of guy this guy was. And I'm like, no, that told me everything I needed to know. Like if you don't know after six years, right. You're not going to know after 90 days, what's 90 days going to do. Nothing. Yeah. And you're going to interview a bunch of other people and you're going to make me dance. And then you're probably going to say no again, because he did that two years ago. So again, I was just tired of having someone else be in control of opening that door and letting me move up. So I said, you know what, if you're not going to move me up, I'm moving out. And, uh, the best decision I ever made. All right. So now, now you've, you've moved out of the, the, the car business, right? And yep. financial services. Yep. Yep. Moved into financial services. And, uh, let me tell you something that was a, a wake up call. <laughs> <laughs> did you like it oh man i, I mean I, I love it i love it but let me tell you i got here and i was the top producer where i was so i was used to winning being the top successful making money things are great okay and then i get into this whole new world that i don't know anything about okay and I knew I was going to go backwards to move forwards, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how far backwards. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to hit the ground. Okay. <laughs> so I jumped out of the plane and didn't have a parachute and just woo, poof, hit the ground. Right. <laughs> like it hurt. Okay. It hurt. And, uh, I remember my first year was so rough. I remember like literally, um, calling my father, just feeling like a failure and just really taking it and calling him crying. I mean, I was like, I felt like a piece of crap, you know, and I made this big mistake and what did I do? And I can't believe I did, you know? And, um, and, uh, it just took some of that, um, when, when, when enough's enough, when you're, you're, when you're tired of being tired, I literally had a decision to make. I'm going to stick this out and keep going or, I gotta, I gotta tuck my tail between my legs and go back to the auto industry. So what you I'm doing? Like, no, I'm like, that ain't happening. <laughs> so I quit the stinking thinking, quit feeling sorry for myself, was tired of being tired. And so I just decided to make a conscious decision that I was going to be the best version that I could be every single day. I was going to smile whether I felt like it or not, you know? And, uh, I just kept moving forward, man. I just kept moving forward. And I tried all kinds of different things, tried networking in all kinds of different spaces, all kinds of um, different types of groups and industry specific associations. And it wasn't until I found uh, a volunteering type of networking that things really picked up for me. I found a group that I could really pour into and it was actually a group of uh, job seekers who were struggling, who were going through a hard time, who I saw myself in them 
because they were out of income. They were worried about money. They were stressed out. They were trying to get back to work. Hell, every day I went to work, I was unemployed and I had to convince someone to hire me. Right. So I saw myself in them because their stress and their anxiety and their pain and their worry was what I had every single day. And so I just decided to lean into this group and help them and support them. And, you know, since then, a lot, we've created all kinds of different programs and, you know, we got the who, you know, show and we got, you know, um, all kinds of really cool things have happened since then. So, um, but yeah, that's really where it started. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the, who, you know, show, uh, for those that don't know anything about it at high level, what is it? So the, who, you know, show it started in the very beginning. Um, and by the way, we've been doing this now for for six years, the podcast and the, who, you know, show, uh, started as a way to connect and unify the job seeker community. Again, I met this, this community of job seekers, they were struggling and having a hard time. And there was a lot of resources in the Dallas Fort Worth area that could help and support them. But they were all kind of siloed off and nobody really knew about them. They were kind of like um, at these different churches. They weren't advertised very well. They weren't marketed very well. So people, these job seekers really didn't know they existed. But uh, through the networking that I was doing, I discovered all these really cool resources. Like they have a practice interview team that people could go practice in person. And uh, they would record them and give them feedback and uh, some cool resources like that that were out there. Tons of stuff. So I decided, I was like, okay, we need to do a podcast and invite all of these local resources on. And we'll just interview them about it so we can like bring some awareness So what was out there for these job seekers? So we started that. And then we started inviting recruiters on the show, started inviting hiring managers, anybody that could support job seekers. Right. And we did that for a little while, for a couple of years, actually. And uh, it was the Who You Know Job Networking Show. Okay. (laughs) Things have uh, developed a little bit since then. Now it's just the Who You Know Show. Uh, And it was purely career focused for, for a few years. Now it's developed and morphed because I also saw another need that they had, which was mindset. Oh, it wasn't I love just mindset. It was, yeah, it wasn't just about resumes and LinkedIn and networking and stuff like that. It was like, yeah, but what about, mindset what what is it that like that day that i was on the ground crying feeling defeated what helps to get that person back up right and so what i started to do was invite uh motivational speakers and so i've had some really really big names come on the show motivational speakers and entrepreneurs and business owners that really have uh gone through some hard times and come out and overcome an obstacles and things like that. And so the show has kind of morphed since then. It's not just like, I want to bring a recruiter on, talk about LinkedIn. Okay. That got kind of boring real fast, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so it's just changed and morphed. And now 
you know, we're bringing on some pretty big names, people that are doing big things, what I call world, uh, world changers. So it really has uh, morphed into more of a career and business podcast, more of a self uh, development podcast, right? If you're not where you want to be in life and you want something more for your life, whether it be in your career, your finances, your relationships, if you want more out of life, this is a great podcast for you to listen to. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I love the fact that you like your whole story is just paying it forward. You're not, you don't even know it yet early on, but what you're doing now in this role, you're changing lives, right? By bringing a lot of these topics to, to everybody, right? So you're being a difference maker. You're disrupting our usual, oh, woe was me, right? I'm down mm -hmm. on the ground and in the fetal position, right? Crying for my mom to lifting people up and you don't even see those people, right? Mm. Uh, it's super powerful what you're, what you're doing. And I love the podcast. I love, I love, I, I didn't know how it morphed into what it is right now, but I, I, I love how you just shared that. I, I think that's really important, especially what we have going on right now, what we've gone through, you know, even during COVID pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, we we like to be with each other, right? We love people like to be around other people. So for mm -hmm. two years, we couldn't be around other really truly be around other people, right? Right. I mean, weddings couldn't go couldn't have weddings couldn't have events, right? Couldn't have networking things. And let me tell you, this is going to sound a little bit weird when I say it's so I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. But for me, what a blessing uh, COVID was. And let me explain why I say this. I feel blessed to be able to be a blessing because people were really, really hurting through the pandemic. Uh, you know, they had all these furloughs and, and the companies let everybody go because the world shut down. They didn't know when the, the doors were going to open back up. So literally everybody got fired pretty much. So many people lost their job through the pandemic. So guess what? There, my, the need for me went through the roof for what I provide and, and, and the services that I offer to that job seeker community. It went through the roof. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was able I was able to not only encourage, give hope, shine a light through a dark time in people's life, but also help so many people get back to their cash flow and, and so many people get back to work. And like, I just love that because you know, I got to be a light in a dark time for a lot of people. And so I'm grateful for that experience. And um, it really taught me a lot, actually, too. So I, I agree with you. And I'm glad you actually said that because it, it really made me appreciate the, the little things that I no longer had for that, that time period of COVID, right? Some of the things we took for granted, right? And for you, the services that you offer, and the things that you are bringing to light, mindset is everything, right? If you tell yourself you can't do something, you won't do it. That's the difference between the rest of the people and the one percenters is yeah. they, they, they don't have, they unlocked that somehow, right? So yeah. when, I, when I talk to service advisors and they sit there and tell me, I don't have time to do a walk around. I don't have time to greet Mrs. Jones properly. I'm too busy. I'm like, you're too busy not to. 
but you're in here saying you can't do it. So guess what? You're not going to be able to do it. And then comes along you saying, change that mindset. Because if you open up that parachute, if you will, you're more apt to be able to do more. Everyone has the same amount of time, right? In yep. a day. Yep. Right. It's how they use it. And listen, maybe you got to get up 30 minutes earlier or an hour earlier, or what do you need to do to give yourself a little bit more time? And I think we also, uh, when it comes to time, you know, people aren't good with prioritizing time, right? It's all about, is it a priority or not? You know, and, and listing, like you said, those uh, in order to do a proper greeting and walk around and things like that, like they're just not making it a priority, nope. right? Not making it a priority. If it was a priority, they would get done. Okay. Yeah. The things that are a priority to you get done. Like I'll give you an example. Uh, and it's even if they're little and they sound little, but if it's a priority, it gets done. You brush your teeth, right? Yeah. So it's a priority. You take a shower, right? Yep. It's a priority. Why? What's, what's the you don't want to go around. Yeah. yeah you don't want to go around stinking. And yeah. You, you know, <laughs> you, you make, you want, you make it a priority to get it done. You know, even the mundane little things. Um, so I, I would tell that person if they say, hey, I don't have the time. I'll say, no, you're not making it a priority. Yeah. If it was a priority, it would get done. So sometimes so. I'll, I'll actually, I'll find out what their why is, right? Why they get out mm. of bed in the morning. And if it's money related, I'll say, okay, if I told you doing a walk around on this car could make you ten to $15,000 extra in your paycheck, would you do it? And what do you think they say? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. It is. If you're not making mental deposits into that customer, you can't withdraw anything from them. Yeah. Right? So the the mindset is super powerful, right? And your show and what you talk about and the value you bring, like you talked to um, uh, Chris Gronkowski. Yeah, I love Chris. Chris Gronkowski. Wow. Super impactful, yeah. right? Walk me through, you know, for those that didn't, haven't listened to it, right? What is the synopsis from your conversation with Chris? Yeah, so I've had him on the show a couple of times. Uh, he's one of my, what I consider, power partners out here in the community. He lives out here where I do and um, just really have built a awesome relationship with him. And, uh, you know, the first episode when he came on, you know, one of the biggest takeaways I had from that was he was talking about the importance of just figuring things out and how much people have really lost that. Like, just figure it out. Meaning, if if you want something, go figure out how to get it done. Okay. So you'll either figure out how to get it done or you'll find an excuse one or the other. Okay. And most people find an excuse. And so he's also said, he also talked about how much people just want you to do it for them. Yes. Right. And that you'll give them the secret sauce. Okay. You'll show them. And I, I know this to be true because I show people all the time, like, Hey, here is a strategy that works. Okay, here are proven testimonials. Here are people that have done it. I'm telling you, it works. Do it. But it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, here's something that works. 
but it's uncomfortable. All right. It's just like working out. You know, if you go to the gym and you put in the reps and you put in the time, it works. Okay. Yeah, you eat right. It, you do all the things. You get some yeah. proper rest, right? Yeah. It never doesn't work if you do the thing, right? But too <laughs> like often all not, you, you, you don't do that. And then you, you look at yourself going, why am I overweight? Or why yeah. aren't why are I in shape? Right. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable. Right. And so what he was talking about is like you, you give them the secret sauce. Like I've got some things, some strategies that just simply work. And uh, but and I show up and I teach people these things. And it's crazy because like, you know, probably five percent of the people I teach actually do it. And that always scratched my mind. And at first I was like almost taking it personal, like is this something wrong with my teaching strategy? Like, is something wrong? No. And actually that's not what it is. It's because of what Chris said. He said, number one, they want you to do it for you. Number two, he's like, you almost have to charge them because the more they pay, the more they'll pay attention. Okay. They're going to have skin in the game. Got skin in the game, right? If it's free, eh, right. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't do it. If it's free. But if, if you pay a thousand bucks for it, hey, you're going to make you're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, so the more you pay, the more you pay attention. So I thought that was a really good takeaway from from what he said. And so. Um, but, yeah, that was a great episode. Chris Gronkowski, former NFL player. He played for the Dallas Cowboys, the Broncos, Indianapolis Colts. Of course, his brother, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, won some Super Bowls with Tom Brady, you know him, and the the whole Gronkowski uh, family, five brothers, and they're all yeah. like beasts. These guys yeah. are beasts, but they're also like the nicest guys ever, and they're hilarious too. You guys need to just go check out the Gronkowski brothers. They're super fun, man. I, I love those guys. So you don't, you don't know this about me, but I'm a huge Patriots fan. I'm from New okay. England. Okay. And uh, I was a season ticket holder for many years. Watched nice. them being terrible, and then, you know, you got the dynasty of right. And, and Rob was just—he was just—he was the opposite of what a Patriots way was, right? And I loved it. Mm. So, um, I I really truly enjoy this conversation, and I'm 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 blessed that you made the time to talk to our our audience on mindset, on what really you've gone through, and talking about the pandemic because everyone went through something during covid right and take out all the po politics and religious views of it it was something that was eye-opening and for those people that really got affected by it financially mm -hmm. um, that could have been devastating and to have you giving back of what you're doing with who you know because i've always said every job i've gotten it's been who you know who do i know Right. Yep. I've got the job. The resume is great, but it's who, you know, that's right? right. And I love what you're doing. I'm, I'm a huge fan. What are some future stuff that we can look forward to in 2024? Not only just from you, but from an industry standpoint, what are you seeing out there? Yeah. So I love that you brought this up. I, I created this thing called a top, 50 wish list okay oh i love that and uh it's my who you know show top 50 wish list and i am 
one degree away from so many of these people. Uh, and so what you can expect in 2024, for, as far as the podcast is concerned, is I'm taking it up. I'm taking it up a notch. Okay. We're going to be bringing on folks like, and I'm speaking this into existence, by the way, this is something, what I'm doing right now, I want, I want everybody to take note on because number one, write your goals down, right? Like I'm writing it down. I have a top 50 list. I've, I've been very intentional about who I want to have on my show, the type of people, the caliber of people that I want to have on my show, right? So you got to write your goals down. And then the next thing you got to do is not just enough to write it down. You got to speak it out loud. You got to tell the universe what you need. And guess what happens? The more you speak it out loud, the more the universe just brings it to you. Okay. So uh, let me tell you just a, a, a few of the names that I got on my list. And uh, this is what we're going to be doing in 2024. Uh, Ed Milet. Okay. A lot of you probably know Ed Milet. Uh, Tony Robbins. Gary wow. Vaynerchuk. Uh, E.T. Eric Thomas, you know him. Yeah. When you want to succeed as much as you want to breathe. Les Brown, Mel Robbins, Mark Cuban, Damon John, Will Smith, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan, right? there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a whole list. Uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart. Right. I got uh, some big names on this list. And uh, listen, a lot of these people... Uh, I'm one degree away, and this is the power of networking, the power of who you know, right, and building value in other people. Some of the the names we've had on so far, we've had a lot of big names. We've had Grant Cardone, Elena Cardone, Tim Story, David Meltzer. We just talked about Chris Gronkowski. Um, you know, we've had some big names, and we're going to have more and more and more, and that's what's exciting and what you should be expecting on the who you know show for 2024 wow it's awesome love it well we're right up against the time uh trevor uh, this is my lightning round where i want you to give us three takeaways from this episode that someone that's listening whether they're a service advisor an agent uh mm. someone in finance can really take away from this episode yeah. Um, first one I would say is quit your stinking thinking. Okay. Quit your stinking thinking. And um, sometimes you just have to make a decision and commit to that decision. Like when I was down and out, when I was on the ground, I had to make a decision and commit, be fully committed to stop the negative self-talk. Okay. It's so easy to go, oh, woe is me, and become a victim, okay? And you got to make that decision. Hey, listen, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor, okay? And you got to get up, get on your feet, and keep moving forward, one foot in front of the other, and do it with a smile, okay? <laughs> and so that's one thing. The other takeaway I would say is kind of what we just talked about with, um, you know, writing your goals down. Uh, be very specific about your goals. Tell people your goals. Tell people your needs, your wants, your desires. What do you need out of life? Tell people. You know, I didn't do enough of that early on in life. I wish I would have done it more. And and it's something that I think is very, very important. If, you, you know, life's hard enough to do it alone, right? So if you have a target, ask people to help you. The easiest way to get what you want out of life is to find someone that's already been there and done that and ask them how they did it. 
and maybe even ask them to help you. Okay. Mentor you, coach you, right? Like if you want something out of life, who has what I want? Who's already got it? (laughs) Right. Why am I I trying to figure out how to get there on my own? This person already did it. Why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ask them. So I think that's pretty important. Um, But yeah, I mean, let's see. I don't know. What what else do you think? What's your biggest takeaway? Um, My biggest takeaway is from what you've been talking about is get, be okay with being uncomfortable, right? Okay. Yeah. If you truly want to grow and you really want it, you've got to accept it. And you already said it, speak it into existence. I love that. I, I really appreciate you being on this podcast, sharing those things, because I know it's, it's something you're passionate about, but sharing it with people that are going to try to understand it and try to, you know, put it in their own, own views. How can people reach out to you? How can they get connect with you? Uh, yeah. So a couple different ways uh linkedin i i love that that's where i'm probably the most active right is linkedin um so you can connect with me over there um if you're not on linkedin uh then we've got clear path wealth strategies that's my financial practice so if you have uh any financial needs that you want to discuss you know come connect with me there um for the podcast on any major podcast channel, we're there, okay? Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. So we're on all of those. You can go check us out there, Who You Know Show. And, uh, or you could go to that website too. We have whoyouknow.show is our um, podcast website. So uh, yeah, but that's uh, probably the easiest, best way to actually have a conversation with me would be LinkedIn. All right. Perfect. I appreciate you. If you want to deliver a legendary customer experience that keeps the customer coming back to you and encouraging them to invite their friends and their family into your establishment, then you've caught the gold standard customer service vision. If you want a more cohesive team that delivers a higher level of customer service that will result in more revenue for your dealership, we provide the tools, knowledge, training needed to unlock that potential of your dealership. For more information on this topic or others, or to submit a question or to be a guest on the show, feel free to send me an email at csmith at apcoholdings.com. Trevor, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. And I'll end like I do with every guest and ask this last question. Will you please come back? Absolutely. What a phenomenal question. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to steal that. I'm stealing it. Hold on. That's what we call a mic drop. Okay. I've been on a lot of podcasts and no one's ever asked me that before. Okay. Mic drop. Yes, I will return. I love it. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to National Auto Care's Fixed Ops 5 with Corey Smith. Powered by passion. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. New episodes released on the 5th and 20th of every month. 